Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Star Wars fans, welcome back to Star Wars Hangout. I'm your host, Ezra, a.k.a. Adobe One Kenobi, your friendly space wizard and current member of the Council of Elders. And friends, we are back with Andor, Episode 1, Episode 2, and Episode 3. Here to break it all down with me is my trusty Padawan learner, the Tashi to my station friends, the power to my converters with a heart as pure as Kyber. Please welcome my wonderful co-pilot and yours, Lottie Naberry. Hello there. Welcome back to the best Star Wars hangout in the galaxy. Sweetie, what's on the council agenda today? Well, yeah, so it's our it's our takeaways. It's our big, major, massive takeaways from this awesome series. So let's, you know, you've been on a, a series, you know, you've been on, what is it, um, The Watch Party. Yes. You were just on it earlier. Yeah. Watch Party, Lord of the Rings. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. And they ask you to kind of break things down into... In, in into one yeah, word, kind of summarize right? your your the episode for you in one word, right? And so you you summarize it in one word, and it's sort of your rings of power. You, you guys are kind of right. breaking all that down, or whatever, right. right? So for me, if I had to summarize this in one word, mm-hmm. and or all of it, yeah, right, my one word would be Star Wars. <laughs> two two words. Uh, I, I, that was totally a joke. Uh, it's a terrible joke, but anyways, <laughs> it's it's. I was thinking like, Star Wars is is so many different things. Like when when we watched this originally, it like the big thing out there is that is this Star Wars? Like they swore in it. Mm-hmm. We're at a brothel. It's more mature, more adult than mm-hmm. I ever expected mm-hmm. any Star Wars thing to be. Yeah, you know. Um, years ago, sweetie, there was this idea that the Mandalorian was going to come out and it was going to be this ruthless sort of the underground star wars underground and and all this stuff and then they present grogu baby yoda (laughs) the cutest most adorable thing you've ever seen in your life and it changed star wars forever but it is not what we thought it was going to be people were really looking for well if you're gonna talk about bounty hunters you're talking about some ruthless ruthless people um smugglers even you know han solo he's Mm -hmm. one of those guys like is he good is he bad okay Mm -hmm. actually he's a good guy uh, so there's all that sort of stuff that we thought was going to happen in that series mm. did not happen. Then in the book of Boba Fett. So and I know you haven't seen that yet. Not, you've True. been bits mm. and pieces. Maybe yeah. or you've heard me talk about it. Maybe a little bit. I, I haven't seen it. I think I saw parts of the uh, first episode. But yeah, that's it. That's about OK. Well, anyway, let me just without spoiling it, fill you in on the fact that it is not as mature 
as Andor. Okay. 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 Not even close. Uh, and then you have Obi-Wan Kenobi, where you have, I, I mean, you've got little Princess Leia, and she's yeah. cute. She's as cute as Grogu. Yeah, we can we can yeah. have that debate for right. you know all of time. They're both <laughs> cute, and it was just a great little production. A lot pulled on the heartstrings. You had Hayden uh, Christensen back in as Vader, as mm-hmm. Anakin. You had Ewan in there as Obi Wan Kenobi. So it was really cool, and it was really really good. Um, I really enjoyed it, and I think all of those are great Star Wars shows. But this show is on a different level. Yeah. It is just very, very different. Um, I hear folks out there saying sort of it's a slow burn and all these different things. So we're going to kind of break down, give you our thoughts, our, our feelings on the first episode. Um, so I, you know, I said it was Star Wars. Yeah. Because it is Star Wars. And that's the crazy thing is that I'm watching it. And I think I said when we were going into the preview, I was like, I could be Jason. This is sort of like a Jason Bourne, sort of like a James Bond spy thriller. Wasn't really sure mm-hmm. how it was going to work. And they set the tone right out the gate. They told you this is going to be serious. Do you also here, here's something else. I posted two shorts, one on TikTok, one over on on Star Wars or on my Star Wars Hangout YouTube channel. Both were suppressed. Do you know why? Because of blaster shots that took place in this oh. because Andor is a m- more mature sort of, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, thing. And th- they both, I've, they are significantly suppressed. They don't, yeah. they don't get the jump that you, you can kind of feel that as a creator when you mm-hmm. post it and you're like, whoa, what happened? Why did that just dud out compared mm-hmm. to the rest of them? So anyways, I think that's interesting. But what are your kind of thoughts? Do you have any thoughts just originally? We watched this win. Um, Last Wednesday or Thursday, I think. Mm-hmm. So we're dropping this episode for you guys on Monday, recording this on the weekend. But uh, how did you feel about overall? One through one, two, and three. We'll talk about one in a second, but just how'd you feel sitting down watching all three episodes? If I had to summarize it in one word, I'm interested or intrigued. I want to know more. I mean, that's what the whole point of the show, right? You want to keep watching, but you're right. Like, what, what, what is this thing that want uh, leaves you wanting more? Mm -hmm. And it's definitely some characters where. And I was going to ask you that, but I'm I'm going to save the question here for, for a okay. little bit. Yeah. Um, that we, this time, we don't have that one-sided hero that's only good. And we know he's mm-hmm. only pure good and only fighting for the good. But right out the gate, the first episode, he kills people. And he, yeah. And that's the... Yeah. That's the thing. We we were touching on that topic in uh, Rings of Power 2. Mm-hmm. Whenever mm-hmm. a war is happening yeah. there's two sides fighting and two sides definitely fighting for something that is they they think they is right yeah. they believe in that and yep. for, to them it's the right thing to do and i like when a show or a movie portrays both of these more uh, both of the perspectives or beliefs could be morally okay or wrong both of it like yeah like you can it kind depends of on yeah get behind them a little bit right yeah, yeah. so because honestly one of the cool things and well cool i should i don't know it's interesting that the empire a lot of times when disney sort of took over they they almost made you look um in their books and their novels like let's look at the empire let's look at people who were there during the time of the republic mm-hmm. um so when the republic is there all their ships all their commanders all of their generals the different people who were in the war they now sort of get adopted and just enrolled over into the empire so mm-hmm. the good guys turn into the bad guys yeah, all because yeah. of one big bad guy mm-hmm. darth sidious mm-hmm. so uh, you know wh- what are they supposed to do right wh- wh- what are they fighting for they're fighting for order and justice and all these d- different things right uh, but then we see them overreach, abuse their power, do things that they shouldn't do. Yeah. But they're trying to do these things for the, the greater good um, mm-hmm. to solve sort of the, the, the common good problem. And yeah. it's not necessarily. So from the perspective that we get, it's it's not working they're, they're We're seeing the abuses of power. Right. And where I, I there was a what was the it was um, 
it was a book. It had Iden Versio in it. I'm trying to remember what it was here, but it really showed her crew and her father and this whole group of it, uh, individuals who were truly fighting for what they believed was was right. Yeah. And now, now this is so we haven't even really seen the empire yet necessarily. We've just sort of seen these corporations that are hoping the empire doesn't quite get involved. If yeah. there's money, it sort of shows you like lower level. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, like the front line, I think they sort of said, of, okay. of, of the Empire. Like these guys that we see, these security officers, I mean, when the stormtroopers show up, like stormtroopers are a big deal right. compared to these guys. And they didn't, yeah. we haven't seen that yet, but I feel right. like that's something that's coming. Like when they show up, they're much more than obviously these mm-hmm. local security um, guards or whatever. So anyway, but yeah, I, I like what you're saying is that you get to see things from different perspectives and stuff, right? Yeah. Because... And we- yeah, we see even Cassian. It's not like oh, he's so sure about it, and he ruthlessly just shoots them. It's like he was—he didn't expect that he. It's an accident. I mean, it was really first at first. It was an accident, and then he's like, "What should I do now?" And yeah, he's just trying to get away. Yeah, and so in in the process of trying now, those guys were again overreaching, abusing their power, trying to yes. to, to hustle him for you know three hundred credits or whatever it was. I forget the amount. Uh, but he decides, yeah, no, I'm going to mm-hmm. fight back. I'm not putting up with this. And really, then we know prior to that, like his mission. So we're well. So here we go. We're just right into episode one. Um, but we, his mission is to find his sister. Yeah. So the motivation we all, I think, can agree. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, that's a that's a good thing to be searching for. And so you immediately are locked in on Andor is trying. Cassian's trying to do something really good. Track down his sister. Where is she at? He goes to a brothel, can't find him. These two guys are in there. And even the head, I forget his name, but the head of the uh, their whole unit, yeah. you know, he, he sort of like shows up in his, in his like, once this is said to him that these two guys are killed, he's sort of like, yeah, they're, they were lowlifes. They're not very mm-hmm. good guys. Yeah. So the guy who leaves the officer or whatever who leaves. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, you no the, the, yeah, the, the head guy. Yeah. The, yeah. Um, who is, who has to go somewhere and then the other guy fills in for him and he says, right. don't put your feet on my desk. Yeah, exactly. Something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so mm-hmm. uh, th- anyway, I just think it's interesting that there's this. Um, so these guys are not great guys, but yet he did commit, you know, murder yeah. essentially. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he has to um, he's to, he's going to, you know, try to get out of there. He knows yeah. how serious it is. He also knows his station and he knows sort of where he is in the hierarchy uh, here. And he's going to he's going to bounce. So and then to do all that, he sort of pulls everybody else into his desperate like attempt to get out and he's still trying to find his sister and everything so right. anyway the, I, I think the biggest thing too from from Andor was that like I in three episodes cared a lot about these characters mm-hmm. cared yes. a lot about even Tim by the end so yeah. Tim and Bix yeah. Yeah. you know what I mean so like yeah. I was like okay they're actually doing a really I already love Cassian I know where mm-hmm. he goes mm-hmm. so we're already gonna be attached to him but the the intrigue was is like building other people around him and building this crew yeah. and learning more about his past mm-hmm. so they did a great job with flashbacks you know the big question back in the day was does Star Wars do flashbacks and were we gonna see different things like that mm-hmm. and then that that um, mechanism used I guess in filmmaking yeah. and storytelling and yeah. they're doing it across the board in a lot of different projects yeah. and it's it's working so and I kind of enjoy the um, when you go back to the kids, the flashbacks that a lot of shows or projects try to do this where they don't translate if they speak another language and they try to convey 
the story, the message just through their interactions versus mm -hmm. we see, we can read what the words are. You know what I mean? They don't translate what the kids are saying, at least, or we haven't found yeah, it. I don't know. That's, that's one of the biggest things, isn't it, right? That but I have, yeah. I, I have seen that in other shows, I'm pretty sure. Didn't right. they, in, in uh, the first Game of Thrones, I feel like there was parts where they didn't translate some languages. And I thought, mm. first of all, you're like, oh, you're kind of frustrated. Why can't I yeah, see I or hear, yeah. understand what they're saying? But then it that draws attention to other things, how they look at each other or how they, the voice, uh, the tone of the voice. Mm -hmm. You have to pay attention to different things. And I think that's a cool experiment because especially as a language teacher oh yeah um it's uh it's something that you th there's more to just understanding the words than uh to 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 kind of understand a situation yeah for sure so they yeah because we, we also though as an audience member we get sort of this feeling mm -hmm. that we don't understand this group Right. It, it, it's immer right. it's immersive right. in that, like you show up and they're speaking a language. You have no idea what they're mm -hmm. speaking. So you're you want, looking for yeah. other types of ways to yeah. communicate with them and you feel isolated. You feel distant from them. Yeah. And I think that is intentional. Right. right. Yep. That's what they want you to feel to like that. Yes. Yeah. So what that's all going to mean. I mean, again, uh, Casa, is that how they mm -hmm. say it? Casa. 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 Yeah. Uh, so he is there with his sister and he seems to be getting involved more in the the group or the tribe yeah. and, and what they're, what they're doing. And they're on this um, planet where, I mean, there's a mining accident mm -hmm. and I couldn't tell if the atmosphere was like poisonous or. Uh, it, yeah. Whether it was the atmosphere or the, uh, cause what was the accident? We still haven't figured it out what the accident was. We just see the ship crashing, crash landing. Right. Um, and we don't even know it was the ship mining somewhere just taking off and then crash landing or what what happened and i'm sure there's more to it than just the atmosphere they don't i i'm i doubt that they just didn't know the atmosphere was poisonous or they didn't prepare for well that, right it's yeah so someone probably had their hands in mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. accident there's a bunch of mystery just around canary in general mm -hmm. we don't know anything about it by the way this whole series all, most of these characters the planets this whole system um morlana one i they're all different they're all kind of foreign mm -hmm. and i think that's the whole point is that they're trying to create this sort of more for your classic i guess well, i don't know like they're they're, yeah. they're creating something that's that seems distant that we're trying to mm -hmm. learn what it's like for these people to kind of come into yeah. star wars and it's it's got a theme it's got a message it's even got a social uh, like a social message i'm sure yeah. that is going to be revealed over time but it's not it's very it's subtle and it's more it, it just has a confidence i don't yeah. I, I don't explain it it just has a confidence as, as it just we just walk right into this world and it yeah. all feels natural and real and people are talking and engaging and yeah and it just it's so far really good but canary is interesting so the ship is like crash landing there or, or just it just crashes right these individuals all get like green mm -hmm. they're all green they look human but yeah. but yet they are poisoned or like discolored or something is that a part of the vessel and if you guys know this by the way mm -hmm. we have a transmission coming up later in the show our mm -hmm. good friend andrew sent us a, a great uh, breakdown his thoughts on on mm -hmm. the first season, we will read any of your thoughts and transmissions on the show. So be sure to send those in to Star Wars Hangout uh, seventy seven at gmail dot com. But I don't really know whether or not the um, uh, if because these kids could be immune to it. They could have something out. There could be are they are they from this planet or are they were yeah. they were they transplanted? 
there? Mm-hmm. Where are their parents? Yeah, yeah. Right? That's a big question. Yeah. Where, were they killed in that mining accident? Because yeah. you can see that there was mining going on. Mm-hmm. Is What's the special ore? What's the special metal that they're getting yeah. out of this place? And why... You know, like if you if you if you have trouble adjusting to the atmosphere and stuff like that, and you need special precautions, I don't know. I, yeah. I feel like there's a there's a huge mystery you, around. This you definitely planet. feel like uh, you definitely don't feel like the kids are like you know born in the jungle, and because you look at their clothes and they look mm-hmm. mm, like mixed together. They don't like they 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 look different, but they don't look like they made them out of the material they find in the woods you know what if you if you, when you what's the planet where the ewoks live <laughs> oh yeah so the forest moon of endor yeah that would be that's their home that's where they grew up they use the they live in the forest they use everything in the forest it feels like the kids are just getting wow. used to all that stuff that that is a great great point they have if you look at what they've built even their um the, their little village out of but, yeah it's got different um different pieces of metal, some mm-hmm. junk, just different things. And if you look at their clothing, uh, some of them have different, like almost like what you would yep. see, like, like you look at their pants. If you look at everybody's pants, right. they've got pants that seem to be, uh, I don't know, they seem like you would see that on, on someone who is traveling through on a yeah. spaceship yeah. or something. Yeah, right? they very mixed from different things. And yeah, it looks like they had to like kind of use material but not from that they're not native to the woods but they mm-hmm. had to get it from some other ships or yeah the adults yeah. that left or who knows and some of their mm-hmm. clothing is like cut off to to fit their size right. so they've taken they've taken something that's um meant for someone else mm-hmm. and they've they've cut that off so yeah that is wild but they definitely have been here for a bit it feels right. like and there's a like a hierarchy there's an organization mm-hmm. there's a leader um it's one of the one of the kids. It seems to be scolding Casa for like wanting to paint his face and go along. And it's almost like the leader sort of said, "No, he's he's good. He's old enough. Let him be. Yeah. He can come with us." And we're we're in this together. So yeah. we don't know what that is, but um, yeah, so far so good. And I've been looking too, even just at the pieces. They all are wearing a, a type of jewelry or like a necklace mm-hmm. or uh, something, and they've True. got their clothes hung out on a clothesline. It feels really like real. Right, mm-hmm. it, it feels like this is what yeah. you would do if you're a bunch of kids out there trying to make it yeah. work. Yeah. So I, I feel like the the catastrophe has already happened, yeah. and this ship crash lands there. It makes me think that the catastrophe happened and maybe killed the adults. Like there's something mm-hmm. special about these kids that mm-hmm. allows them to live. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Because that was the other thing that um, Marva, when she's a, is that how you say? I think it's how you say her name. When she should Aunt Petunia. Is, yeah, is what I want <laughs> to, to say. us it's Aunt Petunia. Aunt Petunia. Yeah, it's the same actress. Marva, Marva Andor. Uh, when mm-hmm. she shows up, she's sort of like they've they're wearing the oxygen, you know, mask or whatever, mm-hmm. and they're checking the atmosphere. Are they okay? Is this stable? Yada yada yada. Yeah. Uh, some of those individuals were just killed on the ship, but then as they come outside, it looks like they got more and more sort of. Um, I don't know, like their skin was, like the further they got away from the ship, it felt like their mm-hmm. skin had changed more, more. dramatically yeah, yeah. As, if they, it, as if it was reacting to something in the air and in the chemicals yeah. or like the, the makeup of the atmosphere. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, again, yeah, I'm not, a, I'm be. not a, <laughs> uh, it just to me, it's like planets are really important in Star Wars. Mm. And so most of them are like, when we go there, they're super habitable. Right. And you just walk in, there's no big deal. But you think about it and mm. like to make it more gritty, more real, it's like, 
there's a real issue g- going to right. some of these places and how do you breathe can you breathe the air there right. can you um how is your skin going to react to those different conditions and you look right. at the skin and you look at the genetic makeup of the of the children they all seem to be very similar mm-hmm. uh right in skin tone and maybe even like just background ethnicity culture whatever so they've come from somewhere they're either local to that planet mm-hmm. or they themselves were were transplanted there by their parents uh i don't know i feel yeah. like that's going to be the big mystery as yeah. we sort of go along and learn Absolutely, learn more yeah. about this and then so. why did yeah it's and it's that's probably episode two or three i think where petunia <laughs> sorry that we always say petunia yeah. we marva. should stop marva, marva. um <laughs> that for marva uh saves casa casa yeah cassian yeah. Right. So I guess just it, as we wrap up this first episode, and then we'll, we'll dive into the to, to, to the latter episodes. Really, this whole thing is just set up. We're, we're on a quest. He's really setting up. We're meeting all these different people. Bix uh, mm-hmm. is a girl who seems like mechanic, a, a mechanic, mechanic who mm-hmm. is um, in communication with Luthen, who mm-hmm. we'll see later on. Right. And he is also a very interesting character, but she has connections. Yes, and, definitely. Right. And she seems to be running this whole I don't know, on black market, black market thing, yeah. thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Cassian is is locked in. He goes to get her. He has a, what is it? An S9 or NS, I think it's a, I have a wrote down here somewhere. Um, the NS9 Star Path unit, mm-hmm. which by the way, didn't really show us how he got it, but I feel like he got it from Marva or Marva got it off the ship oh, that he was okay. on from, from uh, Canari. So that's going to come up at some point, I, I believe. But anyway, so he's yeah her her this you know we're introduced to her we're introduced to Tim we're introduced to a lot of different characters and we learn about where he's from we learn that he's connected to you know um, this group and he's on Ferrix which is a free mm-hmm. trade system if I'm getting any of this wrong you guys let me know in the comments or or in an email but uh, and then we've got the Premore Corporation who is there you get the Premore inspection team uh, who are kind of. They don't really have a presence on Ferrix, which mm-hmm. we found out. Yes, but yet they're still sort of patrolling the system, and they're right. they're they're yeah, some security detail. It's still a little bit. I'm still a little rough on it mm-hmm. as to what's really going on and and what it is that they're okay using the system for or yeah. how the hierarchy works and yeah. you know what I mean. Like they're just a secure, they're yeah. local security. Probably, I guess I don't know. Yeah. And no one's really paying attention to Ferrix that much, but. Is it true that so Cassian, all he's trying to do is he's trying to get off the planet and so go right now, else? yeah, it seems is like his is cool? very simple. I mean, he is he is someone who's caught in the attention of Luthen. He has mm-hmm. got a fire uh, in him. Wow, I almost felt like I, I almost said he has a tempest in him, which is <laughs> too much rings of power talk and all these other things. But uh, he definitely is is fired up, and he's he's looking for his sister. He's probably been looking for her for some time, mm-hmm. um, but he is working. He's worked with Bix in the past, but he's on someone else's radar. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only are the are the things that he acquires great, but his drive and desire to take down the enemy has caught in Luthen's attention, and he's yeah. like, "Hey, I, I, I want this guy. I want to meet him. I want to meet him." Mm-hmm. And right now, Cassian's sort of like, "That's not on my radar. I'm looking for my sister." But mm-hmm. yeah, sometime maybe we'll make it work. Well, now he's in a pickle. Mm-hmm. Right now, he accidentally shot two guys you know kill, yeah. killed two people so all of those old connections that i had before i now need yeah. and it's time to kind of you know move forward but anyways and, and from the from the get-go we were playing as before we started the um the podcast we were playing Andor season one the first track mm-hmm. and it just has an energy like a rhythm 
um, a very intense feel. Mm -hmm. So everything from the get-go here is really intense. You caught something super cool. Uh, As he's walking into that brothel, the shape of the entryway is an A, as in Andor. And I thought... That's All of the cool. uh, hallways are A's, A-shaped. A-shaped. When you go yeah. into that middle part where um, there's a bar area, right? And then yeah. all the other hallways that go from there are A-shaped. Yeah, right. it's pretty cool. It, it's just neat because there's <laughs> not really a lot of Easter eggs in this. People were looking for, okay, what are some of the connections? What are the things that we're seeing? Mm-hmm. Um, you do see sort of these old star paths or these this chart um, that the security detail, they're looking for a ship that came in to Morlana one so there's old technology that's mm-hmm. there which mm-hmm. kind of makes sense but we're, i mean I, I didn't see a whole lot of major um easter eggs or, or really anything to kind of mm-hmm. break down there was a couple stuffed plushy there was a plush like bantha <laughs> okay. like, like this toy bantha that i saw sitting there yeah. that cat that uh, casa might have had back in the day yeah so yeah that's that's pretty much uh, it when i when i heard the name bix uh, I thought of Biggs, Biggs Darklighter, who was a friend to Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. And so Bix seems to be kind of, it was just really a, a cool uh, name. And then mm-hmm. she herself is is interesting. And her relationship with Tim is spicy. Yeah. More spicy than anything we've really seen in Star Wars, right? Yeah. <laughs> T- typically, they've said in the past that like when you see kissing in Star Wars, that indicates an, an intimate experience. Yeah. And therefore, okay, we know that like Han and Leia, they're intimate and then they're yeah. and they're the end of return of the jedi they're double intimate and then they're gonna have kids and we never yeah. talk we don't really get into it much but ooh, yeah. they like each other because it's meant for kids you know it's yeah. meant for them to be sort of like oh okay they love each other yeah we're not going to talk about how their kids show up or how that's all made <laughs> or done but uh right i mean it's yeah. just they went ahead and took us to another level and they said well this is this is sort of what happens um star wars spicy it was it was after dark for sure uh when, yeah so that's been kind of crazy. Uh, but it was, you know, kind of, ju- we're going to jump into episode two and then episode three here and talk about these things. And then I'm mm-hmm. going to read Andrew's uh, transmission. So, yeah, all the young Canarians, I mm-hmm. guess, is what I'll call them. Yeah. They're there. Uh, they're kind of sneaking up on on the on the crash. And if you if you notice, they really have like a, a what I thought was like a Ray staff. Um, like it looked like Ray staff. They all have those, um, mm-hmm. oh, like, like poisonous darts that they sort of, jet out and shoot yeah so yeah. i mean that's first seems of all, that, like their only real weapon so far yeah that seems to be like a blow dart yeah is there is their mm-hmm. only real weapon so mm-hmm. uh but they i mean flat out like there was like 30 different like darts in that guy and he was still yeah. he was still standing that strong. guy uh, made me mad because he was just he woke up and the next second he's starting to shoot the kids yeah why like, but, they might be your only way to get out or he- find help or nope. He's just shooting all of he's them. He's just shooting them. Yeah. I didn't <laughs> like no that. no reason. <laughs> I, I didn't like that either. So. That was, yeah, seemed really. Yeah. That seemed pretty, pretty intense. Yeah. Um, it, the, again, be, it being a slow burn, we do sort of see, I don't want to get this guy's name right. So I think it's, it's either Cyril or Cyril mm-hmm. Karn. Um, so Lieutenant Karn is sort of this guy. Well, he's not a lieutenant, is he? I'm not sure exactly what he is. But uh, he's the guy who's running around. He's sort of he's sort of leading the charge in, oh, in, in pursuing who, yeah. Andor, right? He's pursuing him. He wants to take him out. He wants to arrest him. Mm-hmm. And so as he's rallying the troops, you sort of see this, I don't know what you call it, uh, this mentality, I guess, that, mm-hmm. that you know, for like almost uh, 
what we would call like a chaotic good, meaning like he really wants to kind of uh, do what's right, obey the law. We should pursue this with, it doesn't matter whether these guys were sleazeballs. It doesn't really matter yeah. what the case is. If we have a suspect, we should be going and tracking this guy down, upholding mm-hmm. law and order. He's very much just like, this is the right thing to do. I want to do it. And he seems to be, you know, into promotions and advancement and all yeah. that kind of stuff, right? I find him a very interesting character because he's not your typical lieutenant officer type who just has it all together. He has some... We were wondering, we were talking about this, right? He, ha- um, Why is he so passionate about solving this case? Even though his boss kind of said, just make up a story we can't have this right now yeah right yeah so but he is very very ambitious and right. <laughs> i really enjoy that's like i th- I thought that was something new um i enjoyed his the, the little relationship with that other guy who uh takes over a little bit the, who, oh. who leads the mission a little bit more yeah he, he, what's his so name that was sergeant linus okay sergeant linus, linus who's yeah you know a little bit more, more seasoned, he's, yeah. he's huskier, like like a you know, broad guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious the way they talked, and he talked. Good he speech. Just, yeah. Good speech. <laughs> right. Very very uh, motivational. Mo- yeah. Is that what he said? Yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, inspirational. Or inspirational, or very yeah. inspirational. <laughs> yeah. And they're all. It was looking, terrible. They're all looking at each other like, uh, should we clap? I was. Or? He has moments where he's like really. You know, when he does the let's go, like yeah. get them all, like, like get everybody He reminds fired up. me of a little teacher who's like trying to, you know, if yeah. you're a newbie teacher, you kind of have to make sure you earn your respect. You you make sure you, yeah. you're you not you don't, too loose with the kids. Right. They always say never smile. You, you don't smile. You you don't crack a smile until Christmas. Right. So yeah. you make sure you uh, keep the stern face up and, and move forward. And he's there for like morale. He's there to kind of help out or, yeah. you know, in, inspire them. And he definitely doesn't do that. And he really just takes them deeper into this pickle. Now, let's back up a little bit and talk about the guy, um, Tim. So we find out in episode two that Cassian is actually betrayed by Tim. Mm-hmm. And Tim seems to know that Cassian uh, gets into trouble and he doesn't want Bix to get mixed up yeah. in that. See, I yeah. actually really thought, I think originally you thinking, okay, he just doesn't like him. He thinks maybe Bix is into yeah. him. Maybe there yeah. was a relationship between Bix and Andor. We can't really tell. Yeah. I think he uses that as a cover, though. I don't think Cassian's maybe out him. with a bunch of other women. I think he's really just like looking for in brothels yeah. Yeah. his sister, yeah. looking for her. And again, yeah, there, there, there's a message there. There's, yeah. I mean, it's interesting. So this is his excuse mm-hmm. as to why he's out to these different places seeking uh, her. And people have just sort of taken, um, you know, I don't know. They, they've they've made him out to seem like he's a sleazy guy or mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. he's into things that he shouldn't be into. And so Tim kind of feels that way. He sees Bix sort of getting mixed up into this. He gets into her computer logs, finds this message from Premore yeah. Corporation. It says Premore Authority seeking a Canary male resident of Ferrix for questioning. And then Cassian is actually returning back to Aunt Petunia, Marva. Yeah. And uh, we, she's confronting him with like, who else knows that you're yeah. from Canary? Yeah. And at this point, we haven't learned, and we can t- t- we're can we talking about sort of all three episodes, that she actually is the one who rescues mm-hmm. him from Canary. What was she doing there? What was she doing there? Yeah. Why was she, is she just there to salvage? Did she know a ship went down? Mm-hmm. Was she a part of taking that ship down? You know what I mean? Like, what yeah. is, what is, because there's something else there. There's, she's there too quickly mm-hmm. and, and knows too much. But uh, she does save him. And she also knows that that was a Republican. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Public officer? I thought mm-hmm. it was really cool. Attention to detail. Because the ship that's crashing there, it's, this is actually republic territory. Mm-hmm. Because this is prior to the them becoming an empire. Yeah. Because Cassian was born you know, prior to that, right. actually. So anyways, she said that they had just killed a republic... I don't know whether mm-hmm. it was an officer or something. And so she's like, they're all dead. Mm-hmm. Let's take this one. Let's save yeah. one. Yeah. And you're like, whoa, wait, now how did, who got a hold of the sister? Yeah. Or what's the deal? True. And why she, would they just come kill all yeah. of them? They're not going to do that's the, it's the Republic. They're going to, yeah. so there's a lot of, there's a lot going on mm-hmm. there that we're not sure about. But so, uh, yeah, she confronts him, wants to know he's not sure. Maybe he's told a few people who has she told, et cetera. Uh, so the deputy inspector is then sending the, the team in to arrest Cassian and uh, then we go back to Canari where they're out and they're they're at the ship and we see actually the the leader get killed. We yeah. see we see the leader yeah. get killed, which is so sad. Yeah. She it seems that way. They're all they're all really upset, but it, it seemed like she was shot and killed by a blast. Oh, I think she yeah. Yeah, okay. Totally. I was wondering yeah, yeah. if there was no. like she's going to come back or something, Mm-mm, but I don't think so. All right, cool. Um not cool, but also yeah. yeah. Confirmation there. So yeah, they killed the tribe's leader and uh that really sets a that sets a rage in him so he's in there like trying to destroy the ship like later on we see young casa in there like banging on the ship and that's mm-hmm. when marva finds him mm-hmm. and everything so he's he's losing his mind but yeah so bix actually uh makes that contact with luthan rail and is having him show up on ferrix to help cassian <laughs> out but tim is the one who has sent the communication that hey here's a canary guy Mm. It, 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 it's i i honestly feel like tim did that though to protect her he has no yeah. idea no yeah again the, he yeah. has a he believes he's doing the right thing yeah and we're like we're here going what is he doing but yeah. he doesn't know he's no one's really... talking to him though you know yeah. that's that's the other that's the other yeah. problem is like bix had you just have opened up and maybe yeah. been more like because because then cassian says does bix or does tim know anything about what yeah. you do like the side hustle and this under mm-hmm. and she said no nothing yeah nothing so you're, you all have secrets. You're all hiding yeah, stuff. Yeah. This is why I said at the start of the show, this feels like an underworld. This feels like the grimier, realistic sort of thing that people would do when they're trying to hustle. Mm-hmm. They're on the black market. They're working around the system. Mm-hmm. And the empire is causing them to do that because if you just fall in line and you, you work your normal nine to five, you can't get ahead. And yeah. so they're trying to find ways to to break through. Uh, yeah. But in the process, yeah, we learned that Canary was abandoned after an imperial mining disaster and considered toxic it still doesn't make sense to me because they say imperial mining disaster but i felt like and again you guys can correct me on this if i felt like what we saw in the flashbacks was like time the, the time of the republic mm-hmm. so i got to go back and do some timeline research and figure yeah. out when these things are going on i just don't want to do it here on the fly on the show uh but i feel like there's there's more 
to be looked into. There. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, did, definitely. Like did the umpire come in and they, they stretched their hand too far? They went too mm-hmm. fast, too quick. And they, you know, unlocked some vacuum that had toxic energy or gas or something in it. Uh, yeah. So anyway. And then <laughs> I have a, conf- remember I have a confession to make when I saw, what's his name? For, uh, sorry, I'm <laughs> blacking out on all these names. Well, it's okay. You're trying to keep up all those names and rings of power and it's a task. I know. <laughs> um, Lu- yeah. Luthen? Luthen. Luthen. I was going to say Luthen. His name is weird. Luthen. It's, yeah, it, it is. It yeah. is. Let me make sure. Yeah, it's Luthen Rail, I believe. Yeah. Luthen. When he came in, when we see him the first time, I thought he had a lightsaber in his hand. Remember I, I told you? I was like, who's that Jedi? Right. I think you're, you're meant like, to. Huh? I, I think you're meant to, to think that he has, you know, some. Because some, it like retracts. It's just like, it's like a blade. It did. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I mean, he, I think he just used it as a walking as stick. As a walking stick. Well, it's a pretty cool walking stick. Yeah. And then. I thought it was a lightsaber, but it didn't light up. So mm. right, and we see there's an interesting conversation with him and, and another and fella. Guy, yeah, on the ship. On right? the ship, right? Mm-hmm. And he says, "Yeah, you know, they're, they're talking about your business and what you're doing, and mm-hmm. you don't want to reveal your real name." And so there's a lot of secrecy in terms of like mm-hmm. who's who and who's that guy. Actually, seemed kind of fishy, mm-hmm. and he seemed like he was doing similar work to what they all were doing. Yeah, couldn't exactly tell. Um, all right, so the rest of it, yeah, episode two again. They're just getting, they're getting all, all pepped up, and they're they're going in, and that's just sort of a big setup. We'll we'll jump into episode uh, three now because this is where, mm-hmm. where all the action hits. And I saw a lot of reviews online that said, yeah, one and two didn't really do it for people, but three okay. definitely definitely hits. Mm-hmm. I felt like all three were great. I was learning something the whole the yeah. whole way, but I do understand why they would re- release three, mm-hmm. right? Because there was a lot more action. Like it was, it felt like a a really good hook and mm-hmm. what i've heard about the structure is that they're going to do these four episode arcs where like yeah. this is all these first four episodes are like grouped together yeah. the second four will be grouped together and the final four will be grouped together okay so i think that's something to look forward to in, the, in terms of structure like each of the four episodes will be telling a specific story or this mm-hmm. event so this event mm-hmm. is about the time that he had to flee ferrix and he was found by Luthen, right? Yeah. And and Luthen helped him escape. And there's going to be one final sort of episode yeah. to that arc. Then from there, I think we're going to get a little time jump. Perhaps I could be wrong. Uh, where we're going to go into that next big mission or or episode. So, but yeah, the tension's increasing as we continue in episode three. Um, we've got the deputy inspector and his team. They're there, right? They they are knocking on Marva's door with a warrant for his arrest. And they go in. They're yeah. looking for him. She's super concerned. Yeah. I haven't mentioned yet B2 Emo, but B2 Emo the droid was awesome. I loved him. He looked like yes. Wally. He's going through Oh, yeah. The... And he's stuttering a little bit. Bless him. Yeah, so you can tell he's <laughs> probably... I know. I loved, he needed I more loved power. him, but it's, it, it feels like he's one of the... You know, not the best droids out there that you could buy. Yeah. yeah. But it makes him so much more lovable somehow. (laughs) It does make him so much more lovable because they were asking him to lie and he needed more energy and power to lie. That was interesting to me that lying takes more energy. Yeah. Very interesting. Something to think about people. Yeah. You know, stick to the truth. (laughs) It'll cost you less in the end, you know? Anyway, uh, so yeah, uh, but as they're as they're going through, so the town is like literally boiling with tension, right? Oh, yeah. It is it is just like about to boil over. Um, there's been rumors about this Canari male, and mm-hmm. there's there's things going on. His friend group is also already on high alert, but the Premore investigative team show up, and they're not welcome there. Instantly, people stop working. They yeah. start to kind of move 
together. Bells are ringing. The city's bracing for like this showdown. Luthen's interested in more than just the S9 Starpath unit. So he's talking to Cassian about all that kind of stuff that's going on. But as they are encircled, we find out that Luthen actually can do a lot more. Yeah. A lot more than yeah. just a, like he's a, he's not just, I guess, helping this. Uh, he's not one other transaction in this long line of transactions on, on the black market. He's yeah. He's in a position of power. He seems to know his entry and exit. Like, he has right. combat experience. Yeah. Yeah. He seems to know a lot more than we, I think, would originally have given him credit for. And he, I mean, even helps Andor out mm-hmm. in this whole getaway. He doesn't really have an exit path, and he yeah. helps him with the with the charges on the door. So, I thought that was really, really interesting. But Bix though is taken. So Bix, mm. I thought they, I thought she was a goner. I thought they were gonna kill her. Oh, and, okay. And they, they, remember they had yeah. her. They had her handcuffed to the door. Yeah. They had her. They had her there for interrogation and stuff. That's when Tim right. comes running down the stairs. Again, everyone's yeah. banging and clanging and all the noises being right. made and everything. And Marva's sitting there silently in the chair, like the tension. They kept cutting back to her. She's staying mm-hmm. calm. She knows what's happening. She knows what the people are doing. I had in no this idea town. what's going on. I didn't either, but she did. And mm-hmm. she she was. There's a couple epic lines delivered by her, just in terms of like. What when you really need to be on it, like like ready, is when they stop. Yeah. Like all this noise yeah. is fine, but once it stops, and then it stops, and then it stops, and like yeah, yeah it just it just sets everybody on edge. It's meant mm. to just sort of, and I don't know, was there going to be an extra sort of attack? Was that to I help? Know, was yeah. that was that to unnerve them? Was that to what was the whole point? That, that's that, what I right? was wondering. Still, a it question. feels like I mean they kind of unite against them. Through mm-hmm. the through the uh, music, like warning signs, like take yeah. cover. Everyone yeah. is like taking cover, yeah. and and it's almost like the showdown that's happening. They're marching yeah. through the city. Something's up. If if you're if you are who they are pursuing, mm-hmm. get out, mm-hmm. get away, mm-hmm. hide. And so it's that strength and number. We're all yeah. going to walk off the job. We're yeah. all going to go um, hide out and rally against them. Maybe mm-hmm. not physically. Maybe we're not going to go out and take right. arms up against them, but we're going to try to hide this person and yeah. unnerve them while they're here yeah. and let them know we don't like you, right? Get right. away and we're going to bang on everything until you go. Yeah. So that was, that was crazy. Uh, but yeah, the city's on edge. They'd use the little decoy speeder, which I thought was cool, a distraction to kind of slip right. away. He has a chance to kill the deputy inspector, Karn, mm-hmm. and he doesn't. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do it. And Luthen says he should. Yeah. Yeah, so, that was again an interesting moment. Yeah, because because again he chooses to in the beginning because there it seemingly like, like there was no choice, no other escape. Yeah, yeah, this guy could identify him. Yeah. He wasn't going to go in with him. It, it bought him time. Yeah, it's a ruthless thing, but it's survival, and that's sort of what yeah. he's he's doing. And I think also showing us that tribe of children just trying to survive. You see his nature. You can yeah. understand why he's on this this planet. That is, has a notorious sort of mining accident and is super hazardous, but yet they're making it. They're surviving. And so he right. he, he carries that with him into everything. Yeah. He, he's a survivor. He'll do whatever it takes to survive and to persevere and stuff. Right. And he's going to grow, obviously, in, in, in the Cassian Andor that we see later right. on. But wow. Yeah, I definitely want to watch the movie again once we finish the show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right, because it's it's so wild to see him here, mm. not in that position, and mm-hmm. just um, he has a, a dynamic skill set, but this is where Luthen's going to recruit him yeah. and say, you can, I can use all of this. Like, you're, there's way more to you than meets the eye. Yeah. So, I felt like that was really cool. Now, the I guess the, the crazy part where they flipped us, 
first we hate Tim because he betrays mm-hmm. Cassian, and then we love Tim because he's running after Bix, even though he messed up, and he doesn't even know he messed up. He thinks he did what was right. So like, yeah. there's such a bittersweet in that. Yeah. And then you have the Deputy Inspector Karn, who like is thinking he's doing what's right, and people are getting killed. Mm-hmm. And he, he he's naive, right? He's a yeah. very naive commander. He comes out and yeah. is is totally blown away. We got to get out of here. Uh, I think they said uh, Lieutenant Linus is the first person to ever drop a cuss word, an actual real life cuss word in a Star Wars thing. Wow. Uh, or the S word, I should say. So he drops that in this series, which was crazy to think <laughs> about. So so just some crazy stuff, some really edgy stuff that I think is interesting. Yeah. They said our audience here is going to be, you know, adults. We're going for a more adult audience. Yes, ma'am. The question I wanted to ask you in the beginning then um, was... You said if you had to summarize all three episodes in one word and you said Star Wars, I was going to ask you, though, um, because then you kept going. This is a little different than what you know from Star Wars. So what makes it Star Wars to you? Yeah. What makes it Star Wars? It is sort of that um, the spirit. I think it's the spirit that like Cassian is he himself embodies a rebellion. Like it, it all started with sort of a rebellion, mm-hmm. a fight back, and it's a fight back against tyranny. Yeah. And so he is, we're looking at one individual. This is the other thing too. We look like when we first saw the rebellion and we, we saw it working and we saw Luke recruited into it in episode four, we saw a full functioning sort of unit, different groups that had worked together. We're now breaking it all down to the raw individual level, right? We do see Luke enter this, I guess we we still see him enter it that same way, but Mm -hmm. I guess it's just another representation of an individual coming from a completely different life, a life of chaos. And and Luke, I mean, was raised, I hate to say this, but sort of like privileged, right? I mean, he has like this, that's hard to say because he's got like, his father was was a, uh, you know, a dark lord and he doesn't know any yeah, of those things. Like yeah. th- he thinks he's a war hero. Mm-hmm. He lives with his aunt and uncle. He's yeah. protected by Obi-Wan. He's, he's sheltered yeah. from those things. He's not allowed to go to the academy. And then you have Cassian here who is like grew up without any parental. Right. Right. No parents. He's in a tribe. Yeah. And he is like surviving on this on this crazy planet. Marva then adopts him, takes him in, raises him. And he there is he's taking that survival mentality that that sort of uh, rebellious spirit or, or whatever um, with him. And yeah. then we see we're going to see, I think, Luthien come in and be or Luthen uh, come in and like, I don't know, mentor him in some way and mm-hmm. bring him into the fold and help really take that fire and that energy in that rebellious spirit and, and you know, direct it to yeah. a more organized, you know, group or whatever. Right. So, I mean, that and that, that's, again, also not something that I just saw. I mean, you can see it in Cassian, but then you just see it in this group of people who are oppressed and then all of them sort of gathering, like, coming together to to sort of protect one another yeah. and um, ward off, a, a like, a group of people who they think are oppressing them. Mm-hmm. It's that kind of thing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's, it's yeah. that type of spirit, I feel like. And it's it had way less to do about like the force and all these different things. Like yeah, the force true. is in all of us and we all have these different the mm-hmm. spirit and this energy. So Cassian is just he's another representation of that. Yeah. And I feel like that's what Star Wars wanted. They wanted a different sort of um a more real take right, on it. Right, not this. just the chosen heroes who yeah. are gifted with, you know. 
Because Force sensitivity. Sensitivity. Yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> but um, yeah, someone who's seemingly normal who had a rough childhood and had to like kind of fight his way through life a little bit. Yeah, because they tried that kind of with Ray as well to have someone who was mm -hmm. really grew up as a scavenger and had to scrap and had to do all these different things and, and survive. And you see a different type of spirit with her as well, yeah. right? So they, they also did try to do that in, in the sequels. And here they are, you know, again, uh, trying to kind of capture the same thing, but slightly different. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. It, it, it still kind of feels like it's that scrappy yeah. perseverance, you know, looking for hope, trying to find. Right. I mean, Star Wars is hope. Right. And trying to find hope and, and, and leaning into it as much and as often as you can. Yeah. And sometimes our characters start off with like not a lot of like his hope is that his sister is out there and he can find her. And that that's his, his quest. Right. And in looking for all of that, the overarching thing is that what caused his sister to be displaced from him? What causes the separation between him and his parents? What what caused all these different things? And why is he as an individual and other individuals oppressed or why mm -hmm. are they going through the struggles that they're going through yeah and then who's behind all of that and then also the interesting thing is that it's not that it's not that uh clean cut right right so star wars in the past had just been like no they're all in like uniforms and we just know bad guys good guys very right. simple very easy and you're teaching from that point in terms of like telling kids to follow the light always always be you know yeah. good and do the right thing and fight for the good guys and all that kind of stuff right mm -hmm. but this is sort of i mean to us who are adults I think this is this is again a Star Wars production yeah. that is really designed for adults to sort of say we know yeah. it's not that. Yeah. We know it's not it's that. It's not that easy. It's not it's yeah. it's not that it, there are also and also people what what the classic Star Wars I think model showed you was that even if you fell to the dark side you could be redeemed. Right. Darth Vader could come back, Kylo Ren could come back. Mm -hmm. Um those things were were there. They're they're available. I mean even the prequels show you that there's a danger. You you can fall to the dark side. Even yeah. the best of us, yeah. that could happen yeah. too. And 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 how do you deal with that? How do you process yeah. all of that? So now we have somebody who doesn't have all those all those. He's not gifted, as you said, with the force. He doesn't. He's not special in that way. Yeah. What is it about him that is going? How how does an individual like this, who grew up on a planet like that, um, carry that fire and that spirit and come in and do something really epic and really uh, essentially set us up for? I mean, one of the great heroes yeah. of the rebellion. Yeah. And he comes from nothing. Yeah. So there is no legacy. And that's what they tried to do with Ray. Like Ray, they tried to say Ray is no one. Yeah. But then they reverse ship on that a little bit and they said, no, Ray is a Skywalker and 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 yeah. Ray's a Palpatine and she's related to that that higher blood. Cassie and Andor is literally no one. Yeah. You know what I mean? He is just this kid who grew up in this tribe, taken in by he was he was taken in by Marva. He's found by someone else. So he just climbs the ranks. In a realistic sort of way. Right. He's not just all of a sudden jumped to the front of the line blowing up the Death Star yeah, because yeah. of the Force yeah. and stuff like that. And again, I'm not trying to take away from Luke Skywalker. I no, love Luke yeah, Skywalker yeah. and I love that story. And for kids, I think that's a great model mm -hmm. to sort of teach them and inspire them and, and yeah. make them feel really like, oh my gosh, that's awesome. You can do those things right. or whatever. But some kids I or even adults have drifted into areas or they've they've been... You know, they've gone through something similar to what Cassian's gone through. And they're mm -hmm. like, yeah, how do I, how do I yeah. get on that? So how do I channel my, and I feel like the show is going to show us like how Cassian's mm -hmm. his journey and it's going to have ups and downs. It's going to be real gritty yeah. and in real life. So I don't know. That's sort of why I think it, it felt like Star Wars and it's just, uh, it's this, yeah, it's, it's the connection <laughs> to hope and rebellion and yeah, fighting. Yeah, that was an awesome long for, independence and stuff explanation yeah. yeah sorry yeah i just wanted to i don't know i, no, I love no, i mean it it was okay 
I love hearing you talk about well, that. I just love kind of stuff. Thanks, because I love talking about it, and I love talking about Andor. I hope to be talking more about Andor as we kind of continue here. Let's go ahead and read this yes. from Andrew, because I want to give him a huge shout-out. Uh, if you guys, again, if you want to send a transmission into the show, we will gladly read it here. We would love to get more of your thoughts and perspective. If you don't think it's Star Wars and you think it's not right, I definitely, in, in my shorts, I posed that, that, that question to folks. I said, if it's not Star Wars, and I can't even exactly, even in my long answer there, I'm still trying to think through. This is sort of still my raw. I've only seen it once. We've only really seen it one right. time. So my raw reaction to it, I need to go back and rewatch it and process it a bit more. Uh, and by the way, I always think that's okay. No, it, it, yeah, as you write us, as you write into the show, you don't have to have all the right answers. You don't have to have all the right. That's just your thoughts and your 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 reaction to what's going on. But uh, I'll start us off here with uh, Andrew's transmission. So hello, Ez and Lottie. Hope you two are doing well. Wanted to start off with the overall review of the Andor show and my emotions for the show. In addition, I wanted to share uh, my thoughts on the future of Star Wars content in reference to what these three episodes have done to set up what I feel will benefit all of Star Wars fandom. I love that we are getting away from a Star Wars world which we have all become so accustomed to. The Andor series is obviously connected to the basis of the original trilogy's undertones of the Rebellion, but gives us new views and content for which we were never exposed to in the past. Andor opens Star Wars to a whole new experience and story devices which make the galaxy even bigger than it already was. You want to take over there? Yeah, the series touches on what the EU tried to aspire to in the past. Mm -hmm. Stories of a galaxy far, far away with Jedi and Sith or not. The EU, can you help me? What's the EU? Yeah, so that is sort of the expanded universe. So that's sort of things that were done before Disney took over. Okay. So the series is touching on that, on those stories that tried to, yeah, aspire uh, to in the past. Stories of a galaxy far, far away Mm -hmm. um, with Jedi Sith and, and whatnot. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the EU, in all of its great glory and embarrassment, <laughs> had never come close to what Disney, more importantly, Tony Gilroy, has done just upon view of just these first three episodes. Andor has opened up doorways for future fans and more stories because of the limitless possibilities that now do that now do not have to strictly include sci-fi or fantasy genres, which is a view from the outside looking in that has always been there. Of course, Star Wars is still sci-fi or fantasy, but with a wider spectrum now, which can include whatever we'd like, it takes on whatever we'd like. It takes on a whole new perspective in real life type of way. Yeah. A bigger audience for Star Wars means a bigger world, which means more future content. Who doesn't want more Star Wars? I'm with you on that. I really, yes, 100% do. The Andor series is going to create, uh, which uh, the Andor series is going to create, uh, which in only the first three episodes it has already done, a new standard in which Star Wars, in which Disney creates the Star Wars galaxy by making it smaller in the sense of telling one specific story which will turn the entire platform into a much, much larger overall picture. You can now go and tell any story about anyone or anything in any time period. Andor will help future projects like the High Republic series, the Acolyte, and other series which are already in play. I love the first three episodes, and I have been waiting in anticipation for this series. I had a feeling it would change Star Wars for the better in ways which no one would have ever thought. And I think he's right about this. Mm-hmm. Like, you are kind of doing what they almost did in Marvel, where you're telling a story about this specific character. Like, they did it with Obi-Wan. They're doing it with Andor. It's awesome. I, I know 
it's just, it just it, it feels yeah it we're we're narrowing in on on that person and then uh, we can do that in a lot of other you know uh, future projects. Right. So that being said, I did not expect after viewing these three episodes that the impact would be this instant. As Obi Wan stated, we've taken our first steps into a larger world, and my hopes and my feelings for the future of Star Wars are instantly on a path of prosperity and awesomeness, <laughs> which will pay dividends to us Star Wars fans for many years to come. I'm glad we did not rely on Dave Filoni and John Favreau to get to this point in the Andor series. John and Dave are great and are always bringing Star Wars to a great place in their own right. But it is nice that they do not have to be the only creators Mm -hmm. to do great things we need more guys like them and tony gilroy is awesome in that uh and what he has done so far i think he deserves some of the safe status and regards that john and dave get and so what he's talking about there sweetie is like dave dave filoni worked on the clone wars he's worked on rebels he's been around since the time of george lucas so he's a he's a very well liked and he very much understands star wars and star wars fans really like what he produces what andrew's kind of saying is that like it's really nice to see this guy step in here and create something that feels very star wars in just three episodes and people and he gets it and there's a respect for it and he says okay it's not just those guys. There are other people who can who can make Star Wars, and we don't just let them work in the Mandoverse. And this guy's over here working on Andor. Mm-hmm. There is room for more stories, for more people to come in yeah. and do stuff. Because it started to get to a point where people are like, well, they only these guys can really do new Star Wars content because they're the only ones getting it right. And actually, there's a little bit of a misstep, I think, in terms of the Book of Boba Fett. I thought it was great in, 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 in like a lot of regards, but... It is a part of their Mandoverse, mm-hmm. and it did. It did. You know, it was it was rough. Some people had some issues with it, and there was some back and forth in terms of where does it fit? Does is it a yeah. part of the Mando story itself, or is it? Why wasn't there more Boba Fett? So there's a lot of different questions there. Still, overall, great. I enjoyed it, but I, people were kind of uh, a little like, "Hey, what's up there?" Yeah. And and but it's safe, as Andrew says a little bit. It's more safe than the Obi Wan series or other other things that Star Wars has done because of its proximity to to Dave Filoni and John Favreau. And I right. kind of get that. Um, I think they're probably super happy that there are more creators out there making interconnected stories and working to sort of help them build out this galaxy right mm-hmm. so i give the Andor first three episodes a 10 out of 10 for its courage to go where star wars has never gone before and how it opened new doors for the entire galaxy i know we won't be disappointed for the rest of the series so um hold on it's going to be an awesome ride thank you for the time and i hope the majority of people feel the way i do about we, we about what we're seeing here and uh, we are going places this is bigger than all of us Wow. I don't remember who said this in Star Wars, but I know someone did. So thank you, Andrew. (laughs) Okay. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. That is really cool. You know, that is honestly really cool. And I'm, I'm always happy to hear from Andrew. He's been around uh, for a long time and uh, just good friend. Appreciate him. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad he's enjoying it that much. And I remember you texted me uh, when you first saw, uh, I don't know, the first 20 minutes of the first episode and you were oh, like, I know. it's great. I it's already great. It's great. Hooked. Yeah. And so, so sorry. I, I want to almost even say too, as I start this, um, this new project with Lottie in terms of like Star Wars, I just, well, first of all, I'm super busy in my life right now. Um, <laughs> so I'm squeezing in like 15 minutes there of Andor and then I'm reading some books, writing some stuff at school, doing different things, extremely busy. And then I'm picking up like 15 more minutes later. <laughs> so I also kind of can feel that in my own podcasting as I come on to the yeah. to, to the thing. I'm sort of like, uh, I want to talk about this and then I want to talk about that. And then like, I'm all <laughs> over the place and I'm sort of like bouncing around. I'm like, how do I get to it all? Because I also kind of wanted to do like a nice condensed, like, boom, let's come in here and pop and get some Andor and yeah. get it out there because I love it. 
and j- yeah, so don't worry. It was a little rough around the edges, rough around the edges here uh, as I as I belched my way through this episode. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> what? oh my, we're falling apart. We are falling apart. Lottie <laughs> just ate the microphone. <laughs> Oh, I gosh. think I still have all my food. Are we are we still are we hungry or what's uh, going on? Uh, I mean, yeah. Can I just say I love those moments though? I actually they're my favorite <laughs> moments to go back and find and listen to in the podcast when we do something stupid. I and think silly. in ten years we have to count how many times did I hit my some part you're, of my face on the on the microphone. microphone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And honestly, some of you who weren't, if you're able to watch the YouTube uh, version, I'm, I probably will have images over it or whatever. I'm not even sure if I'm going to post it. We'll see. But uh, it'll be kind of funny to to see how many are you. It, are you nodding off while I'm talking? You're just sort of like, yeah. <laughs> you know, or what's the deal? Uh, just kidding. But friends, I don't know. Hey, hey, uh, if you've come over from other projects, I'd love for you to uh, leave me a review. Go check out Shell Cottage Radio, which which is another project that we do. Um, I kind of slow down over there a little bit and we <laughs> we relax. I feel, oh, yeah. I can feel myself getting, like I'm almost too hyped up, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think in future episodes, I need to slow down. A little bit, uh, <laughs> just as I self-reflect. No, it's a good contrast between you and me because I always take my time to say things, and you probably yeah, have to but wait a little bit until I sp- finally spit it out, like just right now. Right, I'm doing no, that right now. Yeah, yeah, you're doing great. <laughs> you're doing great. Uh, no, I think though in the yeah, yeah. So in the future, we're gonna kind of uh, figure out our format and our our style for this show because uh, right now we're just hanging out and. I'm just gushing over Star Wars. So. I mean, in Star Wars Hangout, we just we're just hanging out. We're just hanging out. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're just hanging out, just uh, talking about Andor. So, I loved it. I'm enjoying it. I hope you guys are too. Again, send us that transmission at um, you send it to Star Wars Hangout 77 at gmail.com. Feel free to follow me on social media, Star Wars Hangout on Twitter, and then uh, Star Wars Hangout 77 over on Instagram. Go check out the YouTube channel. Been dropping shorts every single day. Some are still taking off, which is cool. Uh, been kind of busy i don't know anybody who's figured out that as is like super busy and reading <laughs> lots of textbooks like and super busy all the time super busy what's going on this guy is he's so busy um <laughs> but no i wanted to keep talking star wars and i wanted to kind of keep uh getting after it here on star wars hangout and talk with lottie about it because we always make a nice you know uh, whether it's breakfast or or dinner or some salad or something and we like sit down and just watch our favorite shows yeah so and that's typically like either harry potter um mm-hmm. or star wars right so then we'll weave in some other things like rings of power and mm-hmm. stuff that's going on too so yeah all right friends well hey uh thanks so much for listening i appreciate you guys um feel free to go over and follow us at fleur and bill over on instagram there you can find all of our links to shell cottage radio and our harry potter hangout youtube channel which we're we're posting uh (laughs) shorts on as well so friends with that thanks so much for listening and as always may the force be Be with with you. you
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.